Welcome to Tiki Central Canada. Ever wonder what's in that cool, refreshing drink that you just have to have on that hot summer's day? Mmm, me too. Picture a man going on a journey beyond sight and sound. He has left society. He has entered Tiki Central with palm trees, beach sand, blue skies, and God, get me a drink now. Here's your hosts, Craig, Paula, and Mark, and their wacky views in drinks, life, and maybe information. Hey folks, hey, how's it going? It's Craig here from Tiki Central Canada. I am your bartender mixologist and hopefully information for the hour. See how it goes. And yes, we are via internet, but hey, good news. Paula's back. She's back Hi. on the show. How we doing? Good. How are you? Good, good. And so tell everybody where you've been. Oh, I had to do a little trip to Brazil. Ah, see some of the families. Check yeah. it all out. That's awesome. Yeah. It was a, a quickie, but goodie. No comment to that. Okay. <laughs> this is a PG rating show. All right. Anyways. Uh, okay. So cool. And on the other side of my screen is Mark, our Tiki expert. How are we doing, Mark? The alleged Tiki expert. Yes, I'm the doing alleged. okay. Oh, I, I, keep, I know. Like, he knows so much more information than me, but yet he thinks he's not an expert. Yeah. Like, well, actually, we're doing okay. I, I'm. Uh, February was the longest month I've ever had to live in my entire life. How come? How come? Well, I just mean everything that's happened in the city and the weather and the cold and the... Remember last year, we thought, how horrible is February? And then this year, okay, it's even it worse. It could get worse. It could yeah. get worse. Yeah, and there we go. Yeah. So, oh, come on. Tell, you're just, you just don't want to tell people that you were part of the trucker strike. Yeah, I was down there. Yeah, that's, that was me. <laughs> yeah. Blowing my horn. At, oh, God. Too early, too cold. Oh my you God. were the Batman cape. There you go, yeah. Yeah, I was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for people who are not in Ottawa, we basically had this trucker protest. It went on for three and a half weeks, and then finally the federal government said, that's it, we're done, and brought in reinforcements to obviously clear the place out. So uh, my bar is literally was in the war zone. No, I, uh, and, and my, my my everyone I know in Brazil was like, ooh, is it true that, that this is happening in Ottawa, Canada? And I'm like, yeah, and they're like, is it really as severe as they're saying? I'm like, yeah. But aren't Canadians supposed to be like the nicest nice. people? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> well, there are some that I guess are not so nice. Here we go. <laughs> so yeah, I think the traffic, traffic was backed up right into Westboro. Wow. Yeah, it was That's crazy. Shocking. Yeah. Like I said, our my restaurant was literally was in the war zone. So we didn't go to didn't go to work for two days because we had literally police reinforcements everywhere outside our building. And checkpoints so, and all, right? Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. I like, wow. literally had to like, yeah, show my ID and my I had one of my business cards with me, like, hey, I actually do work downtown. Please let me in. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Other than that, February is done and everything's looking good. Yay! March is on its way, which means you know what? Spring is not too far away. As if yes. As if yes. uh, where Justin says the same type of thing, and I'm like, where do you people live? Because where <laughs> I live, where I live, at end of February means okay, we have a two more months of snow. Well, at least one more month of snow. Let's just go oh, with that. Please, April has snow every year. <laughs> okay, every year snow is fine. I was out barbecuing there last week because <laughs> it went up to right because yeah. it went up to like minus three or four. Yeah, I can do that. Yes, minus thirty, minus twenty-five, windy stuff. No, I just, I, was, I just think that we're fooling ourselves if we think that 
you know, winter is over. Oh, spring is around the corner. Like it's snowing again right now. Yeah, snow was fine. Yesterday, minus 27 with the wind chill sucked. That's true. I agree. Well, think about it, okay? We get a day of zero. Everyone's like, oh, my God, it's so nice outside. Yeah, no. The, the other day, I went to the, the pharmacy. It was zero. There was a guy in shorts and a T-shirt outside. I'm like, <laughs> <That's right>. really? <laughs> it goes oh, yeah. up to zero? We're yeah, celebrating, yeah. right? And people are like, you guys are crazy. <laughs> yep. Yeah, like the typical Canadian, right? The other day, I actually saw a guy with his jean jacket done up. It was that cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So let's go on to the show, shall we? Yes, yes. What are we talking about today? So today we're going to talk about the Mr. Bally High cocktail and a spinoff, Morto Bally High. Yes. Did I say that correct this time? Yeah, almost. You, said, you just, instead of saying it in, pan, in Spanish, you said it in Portuguese. You said Morto instead of Muerto. Muerto. So. <laughs> there okay. we go. It's, your, it's the Portuguese influence. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting it yeah. from her. I'm getting it from yeah. Paula. Exactly. She's rubbing off on me. Obviously my fault. As everything. <laughs> everything. Now, the Bally High, this does sound familiar. Yes, actually, we did a Mark's Adventures of the Bally High. And uh, Mark, if you want to give us a brief little update from that episode on exactly what is the Bally High. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're, oh, I see. I know what Mark's doing. He's forcing our listeners to go back and to listen to another episode. Good, yeah. good call. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Uh, but for those people who actually don't have access, well, of course they would. But uh, if they did, let's say. Oh, how... he was just being funny. Of course he's going to oh, give us a little. He's going to give us some information. Mark is Mark. <laughs> you guys are just sometimes like are just a handful, but whatever. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> That's why you love us. That's yeah. why I love you guys. The Valley High is situated on something called Shelter Island in San Diego. Mm. It was first opened in 1953 and it was called The Hut which was a subsidiary of Christian's Hut in Newport Beach. Uh, Christian's Hut began its life as a bar for the crew working on the 1935 Mutiny on the Bounty, and it was filmed in nearby Catalina Island. The bar was located right underneath the room of the famous Hollywood star... Clark Gable. <clears throat> yes! Clark Gable. There we go. After filming was completed, they moved the whole bar to Newport Beach, where it remained, and... Until it burned down in 1963. Oh. Yeah, I know. Oh, that's sad. I wasn't expecting that sad ending. Yeah. <laughs> but they did open a few more locations while because the, uh, the Catalina location, or the Newport uh, location was quite popular. and uh, But none of them did very well, including the hut on Shelter Island, in, mm -hmm. which they opened in 1953. And then this gentleman by the name of Tom Ham went down to check out the finances looked out over the expanse of the beautiful skyline of San Diego and the Bay. And he said, Bally high. And he figured out a way to buy the place. And it's been doing really well ever since. So Bally high, if you I remember listening to, I think it's like two episodes back from uh, today was the South Pacific. And it was the mystery Island that was in the movie. And also also in the play that the sailors couldn't go to. And eventually they ventured off. And it was a very Polynesian mystical Island that they, uh, ventured into. Uh, also, too, I want to mention, and I don't know if I, don't think, Mark, I think Mark mentioned in the original episode, is that on the upper level, it's almost like a 360 view of the... What's the view of? I can't remember now. It's the whole bay. Shelter Island is like uh, this man-made thing that's sticking out into the San Diego Bay. And it's uh, got the view of the entire bay. And, of course, there's another island just over the way there. And it's this whole view of that. And it's gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Nice. Uh, the view, it's like 
one of the nicest views anywhere. So it's not your typical tiki bar where it's dark and whatever. This is no, this is a very high, high dining or high, fine dining rather. And uh, really nice overlooking everything and uh, definitely worth a visit. And of course uh, they have the Mr. Belly High. Uh, it's on my bucket list. It's uh, definitely uh, one of the ones I want to go to for sure. In San Diego. In, in San, San Diego. Diego. Yes. There's a number of other bars in San Diego to check out as well. So you're not oh, going to Oh, I know. For... When I go there, Mark's going to give me a list. <laughs> I'm going to have to go for like a week just to go and check all these bars out. Okay. So we know the Mr. Bally High. So why are we covering Mr. Bally High? So the reason why we cover Mr. Bally High is if you look on your calendar for today, February 27th, it actually is National Kahlua Day. Uh, so it's one of those liqueurs. It's a coffee liqueur that is the usually you see behind the bar. It's usually going to be around the area where the Baileys are and the Frangelico is and the Cointreau and all that stuff is. And it's not used very often. It's usually a mixer that's mixed into very specific drinks. But, you know, it's not a, a typical barrel bottle you'll see on a barrel. But it does have very important. It's a coffee liqueur. So obviously it has very distinctive tastes and elements to it that are important in certain drinks, which we'll go through later on in the show. But uh, I have to say, uh, one of the stories I want to talk about right now is that we've all talked about in the past that we all have that one liqueur that is off for us. Like we, we're not a fan of, we don't usually drink it. It's usually something we don't put into any of our cocktails. And for me, I hate to say it, it is Kahlua. Really? Why? Yes, Kahlua. I don't the liquors out there, not tequila, not gin. All right, so the story goes, this is how the story goes. Craig is 10 to 11 years old, and my mom would do is after a long week of work, she would have what's called brown cow. Now, brown cow actually is Kahlua and milk mixed with ice, obviously, as well. Kind of like a shake, uh, and she would have one or two of those on a Friday evening and then go into her weekend. Uh, I wasn't allowed to drink it, of course, because I, I always was curious to what it was, because it looked like a milkshake, and she's like, no, no, it has alcohol in there. It's only for adults only. So one evening when my mom was sleeping, about two, three in the morning, I woke up and I was very adventurous and curiously, my curiosity got to me and I went downstairs and there was a 40 ounce of it down into her liquor cabinet. I grabbed that and I basically was drinking it. Didn't realize that she was mixing it with something else. And I drank the entire 40 ounce of Kahlua, uh, which about a half hour to an hour later, basically I was getting very, very sick and feeling not so well. Uh, proceeded to go to the bathroom to throw up and ended up throwing up on both ways, if you know what I mean. Ouch. Shout out both ways. Yes. Oh, my. Uh, then got dizzy and literally fell to the floor, passed out on my own puke and other items. Uh, where my mom actually, I guess I woke her up from falling down on the bathroom floor. She basically was super nice, came in, picked me up, cleaned me off in the tub, put me to bed in new PJs. Uh, and cleaned up my mess, which, of course, the next day I was completely embarrassed about. And to this day, I'm just not a big Kahlua fan. I have have it in, I have had it in mixed drinks, but for the most part, it's not one of those uh, liqueurs that I go out of my way to mix into new cocktails. So, yes, it's my poison. <laughs> for me, the longest thing was gin for the longest time. Mm -hmm. I had a uh, public school lunchtime gin episode. That oh, my God. That didn't go well. Didn't go well. <laughs> tequila. Is it tequila as yours? Tequila for sure. Yeah, okay. And I remember the story, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Her first experience of uh, getting drunk and passing out, yes. And waking up on the beach. Jeez. 
Yeah, so we all have our, our uh, spirit that's, uh, you know, not our favorites. And so for me, that was the Kahlua. So, yeah, so that's my story to the Kahlua. So today is National Kahlua Day. Yes. <laughs> I love that you decided to do a show, you know, in honor of your your nemesis drink. That's it. I'm willing to venture off and try new things and, uh, you know, forget about the past. You're an interesting man. There we go. Stevens, you are one interesting, peculiar (laughs) fella. (laughs) My nemesis drink, Kahlua. I'm going to make a show all about it. That's it. It's like my kryptonite. There we go. (laughs) So what's in the drink? Okay, so the Mr. Bally High. So we're going to do an ounce and a half of dark rum, and you can do any dark rum you want. You can do a Bacardi. You could do a Jamaican rum. Whatever you want to. Of course, every single dark rum out there has its own personality. So, you know, try to stick with what you know. Uh, if you do venture off into different rums and spirits, excuse me, like we talked about before, try to do small bottles if you can, because that way you don't spend a fortune to find out you don't like something. I've done that. I'm sure Mark's done it too, where we bought a bottle and uh, yeah, that didn't work out for me. Right, Mark? Yes. Uh, spicy pineapple balls liqueur. <laughs> I love that one. Yeah, that's awesome. Spicy yeah. pineapple bowls. Look here. Or like the sourpusses. I got a pineapple sourpuss, and trust me, it is not sweet in any shape or form. Sourpuss is one of the grossest names out there, in my humble opinion. Like, Yeah, there's some cocktails that it comes off, so it works for, but for the most part, that bottle doesn't get moved up much. Sourpuss. Like, yeah. yeah in, the, in the name, it kind of tells you, yeah. So, yes. Yeah, so back to the recipe. So an ounce and a half of dark rum, uh, one ounce of light rum. You can do a Bacardi on that. Um, I tend to use a thing like Plantation. I know for Mark, it's Havana Club. That's, a, a you know, again, use your own rum that you want to use for that. Three quarters of an ounce of coffee liqueur. So, of course, that'd be Kahlua. Now, Mark, what was that coffee liqueur that you gave me? I think it was last year or something. Yeah, it's um, the original recipe called for coffee brandy which is really difficult to find in Canada and now in the States as well. The only place you can really get it is in New England. Ah, and the East Coast. Yeah, Allen's Coffee Brandy. Now, it's really popular in the state of Maine. Ah. Okay. In 2008, they sold 1,100,000 bottles. Wow. Oh, my okay. God. That's crazy. It's what is crazy. that? Coffee Brandy. Coffee Brandy. It says, with a population of 1.3 million Mainers, they consume nearly one bottle for every man, woman, and child in the state. Wow. And uh, the typical drink is this, is you put it in a pint glass, and you mix it 50-50 with milk. Like a brown cow, basically. Yeah, Yeah, but 50-50. It is, um, what is it, 60%? Yeah. Oh, 60 proof. So what's that, 40%, right? Uh, 30. 30? Okay, there you go. And the most common name for it is called fat ass in the grass. (laughs) (laughs) Well, fat ass in the glass. Sorry. So the coffee brandy is the original one. That's what I gave you. There we go. I think even the Bally High uses Kahlua now or coffee liqueur. Exactly. And so, yes. So then we're going to mix in a half ounce of simple syrup, one ounce of lemon juice. You know, maybe that'd be lime juice. And one and a half ounces of pineapple juice. And I know we've talked about this in a previous podcast before, coffee and pineapple together they actually do go together we did it on a castaways well uh yeah <laughs> paula's like nope nope not for me <laughs> no you you can say it goes together as much as you want the fact that it does go is completely a whole new other other 
other story. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, yes, there are some ingredients that kind of you don't think will mix mesh together very well. Uh, this is one of them, I guess, that actually does complement each other. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that is the recipe. I would have to really, really try it to see if that's true because yeah, it is. It is a good drink. But do uh, you shake it? Do you stir it? What you do with it? Yeah, so what you're going to do is take all these ingredients. And you're going to take uh, 12 ounces of crushed ice. Now, that's in the recipe. I'm not quite sure if that's a, that's a lot of crushed ice, 12 ounces. So just work with what you, you know, maybe start off some small amounts and then kind of work your way up. You're going to shake that. You're going to pour that unstrained into a tiki mug or a double fashion mug. And then garnish it with a straw. So it actually has a very particular mug in the tiki world. And Mark, do you want to explain this mug? Yes, uh, Mr. Bally High is the uh, mascot of the, uh, the Bally High. And it's a big wooden head sculpture as you walk into uh, the restaurant slash bar. And uh, he's greeted you. It's this big, big, sad-eyed looking cannibal with a bone in the nose and uh, long ears. And so they've fashioned a mug out of it. And the mug has been going on for years and years and years. You can find a early ones are uh, have the uh, concave base, whereas uh, the more recent ones are flatter. So yeah, it's a really cool mug. It's got two holes in the top. Carry uh, and just I mean I know you I don't know if you can or not. Can you ballpark how many ounces that that size of mug is? It's one of the larger ones, so it probably could fit twelve ounces of ice. Okay, so because it says double fashion, I'm thinking maybe you're almost looking at a hurricane glass for that much yeah, ice. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty big mug. Yeah. So it might be actually a hurricane glass you might have to work with on this one. There you go. Now, where did you get this recipe from? Okay, so this recipe is from a name we've been mentioning back and forth like a few years on end. Jeff, the Beach Bum Berry in Toxica, and also on his app. So he actually has an app, and this is an amazing app, and we're going to give you guys a link to this. And I highly recommend this for everybody out there, be it a bartender, a new person into tiki, uh, anything. And what it is is basically the app. Not only does it give you the recipes, and a visual display of what the drink should look like, but also too, it gives you the breakdown and history of the recipe, uh, like where they came from, where he got them from, from his research. And it's a very quick, fast app. And I, I love it because I've used it so many times in the bar. Being a bartender, of course, people love to hear stories about where drinks originated from and where they came from. And so for me, as a bartender, I can do that. I can pull this app up. I pull up the drink. It gives me the recipe. And then also, too, it gives me a little bit of a story that I can fill off into my guests and tell them. If you're having a tiki party, exact same thing. This is a great conversation way of basically talking about tiki drinks. And I said, like, it's a great app. I highly recommend it. We'll give you guys a link on there for it. Um, but yes, it's, that's where it came from. And also his book, Intoxica. Now, Jeff the Beach Bomberry, how he found this recipe exactly, this one in particular, he found this recipe on a piece of paper that apparently was pinned in the staff lounge of the Bally High in the 1970s. Now, also to uh, mention before, Mark has mentioned the story before, is that Mr. Jeff the Beach Bumberry was doing obviously 10 years of research. And one of the things he did, he was meet, he'd go to the Bally High and order several rounds of Mr. Bally High cocktails. And the only reason why he was doing this with his friend was that they were trying to get the collective mug which, of course, if you're a tiki expert or tiki connoisseur, you always collect these mugs everywhere you go, kind of like a, a souvenir from your adventure. And so he would literally go there days and sometimes how many times a week you go there and order several rounds just to try to get the souvenir mug. And eventually the bartender caved and said, here, here's a case of Valley High mugs, you know, for all your efforts. 
Uh, so it's quite the story and quite the amount of research, apparently, that he did at the Bally High on the cocktail. Yeah, I, I was lucky enough to find an old one at a flea market. Out in Perth, if I remember telling me this story yeah, before. So it's kind of an interesting place for Mr. Bally High to be. Yeah, I wish these things could talk sometimes. Like, how did you get here, Mr. <laughs> Bally High? Who That's right. The, the stories of traveling, you know, yeah. cars and then up in a, maybe in a shop somewhere in Arizona and then work your way up to the New York, maybe. The, the yeah, travels. Because we don't get a lot of the tiki, uh, especially the California stuff in the East Coast at all. Yeah. Uh, where you see people finding all kinds of things in the West Coast thrift stores. We tend to get nothing here. Yeah. So every once in a while, you'll get a piece. And uh, I was so lucky. I was like, what are you doing there, Mr. Valley High? And I was quite <laughs> surprised at how cheap it was, too. I probably would have paid a lot more for it. But the guy probably didn't. Do you think the guy didn't know what he had? No, like just he, an ugly, ugly face mug, right? Get rid of it kind of thing. That's hilarious. And that's the thing. When you go to these these uh, flea markets or uh, garage sales, I'm sure, Mark, sometimes you come across where people really don't know what they've got, and they're kind of just trying to get rid of it. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to go on to the next drink, the Morto. Did I say that right again? Morto? Muerto. Muerto Bali High. Yes. This recipe is one and a half ounces of reposado. Reposado. Tequila, one ounce of mezcal. Now, it is recommended in this recipe a non-smoky tequila. Now, the two mezcals I have, which is one of my favorite spirits actually to use, uh, both are smoky. So I haven't used a non-smoked mezcal yet. I guess I'll have to go out and venture and find one. Um, but yeah, I, I like the smoke of the mezcal. I think it adds another element to the tiki drink. One ounce of lime juice, half ounce of orge, and I do have to say this is an almond syrup because uh, my bartenders, when I've made a cocktail recipes for them, and I say orge, they look at me like, where is that on the barrel? I don't see it anywhere. And I say, no, look, it says almond syrup. And they're just like, why don't you just not say almond syrup on the recipe? I'm like, well, I'm trying to educate you at the same time, you know? So, and of course, that's how you would say it, orge. Like uh, Mark, Mark, I think has mentioned before the Zsa 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 Gabor. Zsa Gabor, pronounce it like that. So Orja. Orja. Yeah. Huh. Can I have some Orja, please? Yeah, that's right. Half ounce of Orja. <laughs> it sounds like remember the Grey Poupon commercials. Yeah. Pardon me, but you wouldn't happen to have any Orja, would you? <laughs> or, or like I said before, pecan. Pecan. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Actually, when I was in New Orleans, they said that you're supposed to pronounce it pecan. Oh, really? Yeah, because pecans are underneath your bed. Pecans. Uh, one uh, ounce of coffee liqueur, so obviously Kahlua, that's what we're talking about today. And again, pineapple juice. A one and a half ounces of pineapple juice. So again, combining pineapple juice and Kahlua, which is not Paula's favorite. Uh, we'll see how that one goes. It's like, nope. Nope, I can see in her face. It's not going to happen. This sounds uh, yummy. I think I'm going to have to actually break down and get some mezcal. There we go. I'm telling you, man, it's one of my favorite spirits. It's great. So do you shake this? Do you stir it? What do you do? Okay, so you're going to whip this. And what do we mean by that is you take your milkshake mixer, which we've talked about in the past and Mark has talked about, a mixer. Now, explain to our listeners, Mark, the difference. We've, of course, mentioned this before. The difference between a mixer and a blender and, of course, the misinterpretation people have gotten in some of these recipes. Well, the, the milkshake maker uh, will just whip it. Whip it. It'll whip it good. And uh, whereas the blender will actually um, crush the ice. It'll actually break up the ice. So you're putting in the crushed ice just to kind of mix it and foam it a bit. Mm -hmm. So if you're careful with a regular blender, like just kind of pulse it, it won't break up the ice as much. So it won't turn it into a slushy, mm -hmm. right? That's what you're trying to avoid. So if you put it in a blender for like 10 seconds, you're going to 
you're just going to turn it into a, a slushy or slurpy exactly. or whatever. You yeah. don't want that. You're just trying to mix it and froth it. Yeah, aerate it. So that's why the milkshake maker works really well. Exactly. Um, also, too, if you notice, I said I wanted to pour all the ingredients. So there's no ice, folks. Just let you know. Not pouring any ice into this mixer. You're pouring simply just all the ingredients into the, the milkshake mixer. Whip it for about 5-10 seconds. Get it aerated, nice and fluffy. Then pour that on strain in uh, over some crushed ice in your tiki mug. And then garnish it with sage. Yes. Lime wedge. And a straw. So this is the first time I think we've actually used the word sage as a garnish. Wow, that that piqued my interest now because I love go. love myself some sage. Now Mark's gonna have to go eat to get some sage now. He's like, God dang it, grocery store. <laughs> well, the thing is, I probably have a, I have probably have the dried stuff, but that's not the same. No, 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 no. it's not. Not even for cooking. Yeah, you gotta be fresh. So I have to ask this question now. What is your favorite herbs that you use or uh, that it, that intrigues you? Or like for me, example, like when it's finely chopped up or something that I just love the smell of. So Paula, you go first. What is your favorite ingredient your herbs that you use? By far, thyme. Thyme goes on everything. Chicken, steak, everything. Thyme just really makes everything top notch, makes it restaurant flavored. Yep. I also use a lot of sage and rosemary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are probably the well, and obviously like basil for mm-hmm. for pizza and you know tomato sauce and stuff like that. Exactly, Mark. What about you? What's your favorite uh, herbs that you use? Another vote for the thyme, of course. But one of the other ones I have is uh, taking a number of uh, Mexican cooking courses, and they use their own oregano, Mexican oregano. Oh, interesting. Okay, I, I had never heard of that. Yeah, I've never seen it like in live form. Only seen it dried in, in bags, uh, but it's got a smokier flavor than the Italian oregano, and, oh, okay. uh, and it works really, really well in uh, Mexican cooking, especially. Oh, okay, uh, for me, because uh, I've been working in the restaurant business for like almost my entire life, uh, I love the smell of chopped dill. Usually, I'll put that into a dip for like vegetables and stuff like that. Parsley, of course, finely chopped, nice and fresh. I agree with you. Dill has the best scent of all of them. Oh, when you chop it up, it smells. Oh, good. Yeah, oh. It, but it does definitely go better with uh, fish and general. Yeah, exactly. And then, yes, thyme, of course. That's one of my ones uh, that I'll use. And basil. So, yeah, so there's some really cool... The thing I think I, I want to emphasize, and I'm sure Paula can concur because she's you know been taking cooking courses like this, is don't go out and get the powder stuff, guys. Like when you're doing anything cooking or even cocktails or whatever you're doing, if you can, try to get the fresh stuff. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, like the leaves sure. and whatever, because it does make a world of difference. It really does. It really, yeah. really does. You know, you get the, the dry stuff out of the, the baking aisle that's in powder form. It, it's it's not the same thing. So that sounds like a pretty cool drink. Where did you get the recipe from? Okay, so this recipe is actually on a, a YouTube channel that I follow, and I'm going to give you guys a link to this. And I highly recommend this for any drink research or just even entertainment or just wanting to know some more information well done production that they do and it's called distinguished spirits and it's on the youtube channel and i'm going to give you guys a link to it and what he does is like i said he does tiki cocktails but he does other cocktails as well and how to make syrups and all these other ingredients that you need for drinks and stuff like this but he does it's well produced and production value is insane like the the camera work and everything's amazing and the explanation's amazing and what he does also too is he gives you the history of like where the drinks came from or where some of the ingredients came from or why it was called a certain name, like say a certain drink. 
And so I'm going to give you guys a link to that because that's one of the ones that I use all the time for research and it's a well done production. And so that's where I got this recipe from. It's kind of, like I said, a spinoff of the Bally High. A little more on the spicier side, a little bit of more layers to it, uh, but it's a great drink and I know Mark's going to definitely try it out for sure. Yes, I'm looking forward to it, actually. Did you know? I did not. I don't know, probably not. All right, so obviously today being National Kahlua Day, we're going to talk about some cool facts about Kahlua that I researched out. Uh, The production of Kahlua actually began way back in 1936. The Kahlua became about from the thanks of the partnership between two businessmen, Senior Blanco. You know what? Every time I read that, Senior Blanco, that sounds like an animated character from like Disney or something. Yes, yes, because Senior Blanco. (laughs) Senor, Senor is Sir. So basically, his name is Sir Blanco. I know, but it just sounds like an evil character, like she'd be in a Disney movie or something, you know? Yes, uh, and Blanco means white, so his name is like Mr. White. <laughs> My name is Mr. White. Yes, it, literally, that's the translation of Senor Blanco. So, does uh, Mark might know this, I don't think Paulo does, what other character is Mr. White? What movie, do you remember what movie that's from? Is it James Bond? No, so Mr. White was actually from Reservoir Dogs. Oh, Reservoir, yes, the different colors, yes. Um, and the joke in the movie is they all had different colors of names. Mr. Pink, Mr. White, Mr. Brown. And one of the mob guys is bitching because his name's Mr. Pink, and he wants to be called Mr. White. And the main leader of the mob's like, no, no, I'm Mr. White. You can't be Mr. White. You're Mr. Pink. So there's like this joke of colors and nicknames for these evil characters in his mob. It's called the Reservoir Dogs. Have you ever seen the movie? Anyway, so yes, the clue. I'll see with Senior Blanco and uh, what? How do you say that? Pronounce that, Paula? The brothers Alvarez. We're actually we're coffee producers. So in my research, I noticed that there's these fields down in that area in that region. So literally on one side of the field, you've got coffee being produced, and on the other side, you have fields of sugarcane. So it was a natural reaction to obviously put the two together. In that region, they've been doing it for years and years of combining the two together. Sugarcane sweetness with the coffee plantation. So Blanco's rum and the Brothers Coffee first got together in the 1930s. And then there's also some alterations that came across from a, a chemist. And But the original recipe actually contained sugarcane rum, coffee, vanilla bean, and caramel. So I was mentioning, this is one of those coffee bottles, sorry, uh, liquor bottles you'll see on every bar. It's not on the main bar rail. It's usually kind of in the back, on a back bar somewhere. It might be in a fridge because it actually is a liqueur. But some of the drinks that you will recognize that it, it actually definitely has to be in is a Black Russian. Black Russian is vodka and Kahlua mixed with ice. That's it. A White Russian, which is another one you're here, is the same thing. So vodka, Kahlua, and cream. Again, another easy drink to make. Also, two B-52, the famous B-52 shot has Kahlua in it. Also, two, a uh, mudslide. So, again, that's got Kahlua in it as well. That's more of a slushy drink. Uh, it's got chocolate syrup in there as well. Funny story is actually when I did my training for one of the, the corporations I worked for down in the States, I had to be in the bar. And, unfortunately, I was there training in the bar on Mucho Mudslide Day which had these big, huge, giant gondola-like glasses. Probably would hold about 32, 40 ounces of drink in it. And I'd have to sit there and pour chocolate syrup throughout the glasses, blend the drink, pour it in there, whipped cream, and a cherry. I must have made about 
60 of these things within a couple hours. And I was like, okay, I think I'm an expert now on a mudslide. I'm done. Uh, and then next horse, espresso martini and a brown cow, which my mom would make all the time. So, yes, there's some co common drinks you can hear all the time. And those all contain Kahlua coffee liqueur. Uh, also, too, in my research, I didn't realize this, but you can actually make your own Kahlua at home. Now, of course, Kahlua is available across the world, internationally. I don't think there's any regions that don't have Kahlua available to them. Obviously, in the Mexican region, it's everywhere. But there are actually ways of making Kahlua at home. So if you're bored or you are wanting to make your own Kahlua, there are actually links that we'll give you guys. Um, basically, it contains, it's really easy, it's sugar, coffee beans, vanilla, vodka, and water. It is a process, just like Florum, what we talked about in the past, where you got to boil something, simmer something, cool it down, wait a few days, train it, add something else to it. So it isn't an easy process. You can make over a day or something. It takes a couple of days to make it. It has to be refrigerated. And of course, again, its shelf life is short. It's not very long. So easiest way to do about it is go Kahlua. Now, a recommendation for Kahlua, don't go out and buy yourself a 40 ounce of Kahlua and maybe even a 26 ounce of Kahlua. Buy yourself a smaller bottle of Kahlua because really the amount of times you're going to use it, unless you have a really favorite drink that you like with Kahlua in it, I obviously don't. Uh... <laughs> then yes, buy yourself a smaller bottle. So, uh, any more uh, input there, guys, on any of that? Kahlua and eggnog. Oh, there you go. Christmas time, Kahlua and eggnog. Yes, so, anyway, so that is our show on National Kahlua Day, so go out there and have yourself a brown cow. Don't drink straight out of the bottle, especially a 40-ouncer. Uh, highly recommend that. Uh, <laughs> so we gave you guys two recipes. We gave you some history on Kahlua. We also broke down some other information there for you guys. So let's tell everybody who we are. We are www.tikicentralcanada.ca. Or .com. There we go. And on that main page, you will see all the information and all the links that we're going to give you guys towards this episode. Of course, the rest will be on there for as well. Uh, Mark's Adventures will be is on there, uh, of course. So all the information from Mark's Adventures. Uh, go back. Check out Bally High's uh, episode. There's tons of information there for Bally High, the, the the tiki bar that we talked about. So, course, if you want some more information, go back there and check it out. It is certainly a tiki uh, traveler's mecca. That whole shelter island is fabulous, and you should go. Exactly. Now, Mark, if I remember correctly from the episode, that is a man-made island, right? Yes, it was. Uh, they're dredging the uh, the bay so they could put bigger navy ships in, I guess. And they, it's a man-made. Uh, it's well, it's a what do you call it? Isthmus. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so they call it an island, but it's just uh, a peninsula that, with a couple of hotels on it and that kind of stuff and a park. And a park. There we go. And a park. Got to have a park. But the whole thing is designated tiki, literally. Right now, the hotel, the hotel, the, the Humphreys, right now they're replacing their giant prow for their entrance because they have to maintain the architecture from the day. Ah. Yes, because you said something about they actually, there's requirements yeah, the city council back then passed that they had to continue the theme of what was ever built there first. And the first thing that was built there, as I recall, uh, was the Bally High or the hut at the time. Or the hut. So there you go. And uh, so, yeah, so like there's a liquor store right there called Trader Mort's and it's tiki all the way along the road. And instead of having like curbs, they have like little wooden things and they're all little tiki heads. It's fabulous. Awesome. I can't, I, again, I on my bucket list. It's on my bucket list. San Diego is a good place to go. Yes, for Tiki, for sure. There's so much there. It's insane. 
So there you go. Yeah, so we do have our episode and recipes page. So check that out, especially during these cold times during the winter to break out our recipe. Uh, I actually just did a Tiki Taco Thursday at my bar there, and uh, it was a great turnout with tacos and some Tiki cocktails. And uh, yeah, it was a great turnout. Everyone enjoyed the drinks and said that they felt like they were on the beach. They didn't feel like the winter was affecting them at all in any way, shape, or form. Nice. They had a good time. Yes, uh, there'll be more of those, so you guys will be invited to those. There we go. And uh, yeah, so we also do have our subscribe page, so obviously, please do subscribe. Please. please. So I can invest in a really big brief uh, suitcase so I can go to Hawaii with Mark. Uh, <laughs> you've maxed out your weight, sir, and you have a surplus. You're going to have to pay extra for that. I'm like, that's okay. <laughs> All right. Store it where the pets are. That's right. Oh, damn. That's harsh, man. Put me in the over, over, what's it, the overhead compartment. I wouldn't fit, I guess. That's true. Uh, <laughs> cool. So anyways, yes. Uh, obviously, cool, cool Leagues page where all, where all information is. Uh, like I said, we'll also have information on the YouTube site there, Distinguished Spirits, for you guys. And yeah. So anyways, we're going to go off and make some drinks. That's uh, Sunday early morning. So maybe... Maybe some coffee instead. Early Tiki morning. In five minutes, it's noon. Noon bar uh, opens, according to my family. Gonna get some glue in that coffee of mine. There we go. Uh, for us bartenders, this is early morning. Okay. Oh, boo. <laughs> Here in Canada, everything shuts at two. Yeah, exactly. But I get home and I don't go to bed till five. So there we go. Oh, but that's your and- problem. <laughs> You do realize in our profession, we come home like totally energetic and juiced up, right? So we can't just fall asleep like that. You I'm know? sure. I'm sure. Craig, <laughs> before I had a baby, I was exactly like you, right? Like yeah, I, was, yeah. I was a night owl. I would go to sleep five, six in the morning too. So I understand. Yeah, exactly. I'm just giving you a hard time. As usual. As usual. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, what kind of friend would I be if I just, you know, let you say whatever shit you want? Exactly. You got to give me a rough time. There <laughs> yeah. we go. It's all love across the board. There we go. All right, folks. Yeah, so we're going to go off and do some stuff there. Thank you for listening. And please stay tuned to the next episode. See ya. Bye. Well, I don't know about you, but I got informed. Guys. Hey, guys. Where's my drink? is the Saturday. Yeah, we might do a show with Cam, like the next one. So uh, without me, well, you won't be here. Okay, <laughs> it's like <laughs> the show must go on. You know. <laughs>